All right, folks, what is going on? Thursday night wrestling outlet. You have Boxman here. I'm sure Smark. Oh, Smark is actually on right now. If you guys give me just a second, let me close this out. Before we even get started, let me go ahead and get Smark on here. Hold on. I'll call him right now. Call him right now, Smark. Turn that down a little bit for you guys. Sorry about that. All right, we got Smart now. What's going on, man? What's up? Oh, nothing. Not much at all. I just literally went live like two minute, two minutes ago, maybe. So I haven't, I haven't said a word. But I do need to switch the camera over real quick. So give me a minute. I'm doing that as we speak. Everyone's camera just locked up, but it'll come right back on in just a second here. There we go. Let me go back into Skype. You'll be able to see me in a second. There we are. And there we are. Look at that. There it is, folks. There we are. Don't we make a pair? The terrible two. That's right, folks. Once again, wrestling outlet. I am Boxman. This handsome gentleman here is the one and only the voice of Mr. Albert. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> it's been a uh, it's been a week. <laughs> uh, let's just leave it at that. It's been a week. It's been a long week. Give me just one second. I'll be right back with you. All right, no problem. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been one of those weeks, folks. I am uh, I am happy we have a three day weekend coming up with Labor Day. I hope a lot of you have a three day weekend coming up with Labor Day, but uh, that should be good. That should be good. I definitely need this uh, three day weekend. And then next weekend, I've got uh, the daughter's birthday, and my son's birthday is six days later. So I got some busy weekends coming up after this relaxing three day week. So I'm a little. I'm I'm kind of happy. I'm a little excited about that. So we do obviously have some stuff to get into tonight. We have All In that finished. That was a great show. We have All Out coming up this week because, hey, why give it a week between pay-per-views? Um, payback is also this week, I believe, too. It's on Saturday. Like everything is, like, every pay-per-view is on this weekend. So... Man, craziness going on, sir. Craziness. Indeed. Indeed. But, uh, Smart, did you watch uh, All In? I did, yes. You did? I watched the pre-show because I'm that much of a nerd. Really? Well, I mean, right after the pre-show, kind of over... Let's face it, no one's talking about skewers. No one's talking about new champs, Zariah. Everyone's talking about Punk and Perry. Perry and Punk, Punk and Perry, Punk and Perry, Perry Punk. That's all anyone's fucking talking about. That's really it. So, uh, hell, don't call me at fucking eight forty at night, goddamn it, whoever you are. The audacity. I know, especially on a Thursday. Don't you fucking know what happens here on Thursday nights? Goddamn it. I don't know. It looks like a. It says scam likely. So I'm just not going to answer it. Obviously. But um, what uh, what did you think 
I mean, this is, I mean, we've gone. I mean, it's we're almost a week already, so it's not worth really just you know match by match. But uh, what'd you think? Good. Um, pre-show was kind of interesting because that's when the whole the Jack Perry thing happened. They had the pre-show it was him and Hook in the pre-show, and there was I want to say a limo. Yeah, because he came mm-hmm. out in a limo, mm-hmm. and he pointed to the camera and he pointed at the limo and he said, "This is real glass, Crimea River." And I was like, oh, look at him being sassy. But little did I know that that would set forth an entire fucking Ooh. week's worth of drama and nonsense. Yeah, I think my dog wants to get out, so hopefully someone will get up and do it. But anyway, yeah, it did set forth a um, a plethora of problems in AEW Smart. This is... Uh, I honestly can't believe we have to sit here tonight and talk about another incident with I mean, we're coming up on almost a year of all out <laughs> and we're we're coming up on almost another in- by the way i think i had the under on six months i forgot if i, I think you might have taken the under too it seems likely i i i uh, i really can't believe we have to sit here and talk about this again and, you know, I almost thought with everything that happened last week with the whole, you know, Terry Funk and Wyndham passing within like 24 hours, you would think that maybe people learned they put like but past petty squabbles and life's too short for that. But hey, no, no, we still have uh, petty infighting like every other week. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can sit there and go, well, you know, they're a family. They fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not buying that shit. I'm not doing it. But um, we definitely will get into that tonight. Um, I believe uh, Smark's word optics will come into play a few times tonight as we're talking. I I just have a gut feeling that's going to be a word that you may hear a few times tonight. But uh, we've got a few things to get into before that. And um, folks, I'm going to stick with the sharing of the browser it i mean you guys can follow along with stuff and the pictures are right there the same pictures i usually pull are right there so it's kind of worth it we can you you guys can see where the article came from you can follow along and i think it's a better way to do it smart guy don't know if you like it but that's what we're fucking doing i love it I made I made it bigger. You get everybody, like I said, everybody can read and follow along with us. Um, I mean, even when we're doing the, uh, we'll do some predictions later. Even when we're doing those, it's just kind of uh, you can see here. It just kind of pops up, and you know, as we're talking about matches, I can just go like that and look. You got Luchasaurus popping up there, Christian Cage popping up there, Orange Cassidy's popping up there. I think we're gonna be all right. I, I think this might be a uh, a new way to do it. Hmm. Kind of get the vibe of like you know back in the day when you're in school and everybody would like read along in the history book. There you go. It's gonna be like school. The only problem is half these websites have so many goddamn ads. Um, I hope we don't get hit with anything. I think the worst that would happen since we're not monetized. Good evening, Mister Butler, Stephen Butler, joining us. Um, I think the worst that would happen is they would add add ads to our videos, and those places would get the monetary value of it which i don't care that's fine but um we'll do that now smart we have one quick thing 
Uh, actually, let's go ahead and get, keep with all out. Sorry, or all in. Sorry, I'm going to get confused tonight. I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. All in. Um, what else did you have? You were uh, you were kind of in the middle there. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, everything kind of already happened before, but um, it's been a couple of days. The only thing I really wanted to touch on that made me kind of laugh that night nobody was really talking about was they had the stadium stampede. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in the match where Pentagon got injured, air quotes. And he did a hell of a job selling it because I watched it a couple of times and he like he went limp and like his like body folded up and it looked like he might have had a neck injury. Mm. And I was like, ooh shit. But it turned out obviously they ended up coming back with that wardrobe change because that'll give you the tactical advantage you need. I was thinking about that though. Like imagine if you're his team, like let's just pretend everything is on legit, you know, on the up and ups. Imagine if you're one of his teammates. And he was gone from the match for like 15 minutes so that he could put on all red attire. It's like, we're getting your asses kicked out here and you're trying to fucking do a fashion show. Like, you motherfucker, how dare you? Yeah, uh, excuse me, Cher, do you mind getting to the fucking ring here? Okay. I, mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? I, mean, I, I question the tactical decision behind that. But other than that, yeah, you know. I, I'm, it, it's as tactical as Jeff Hardy, as Matt Hardy getting his ass kicked and Jeff Hardy coming down to the ring and stopping to gyrate for the audience and then go save his brother. Okay. Well, see, now that I can understand because he probably, you know, owed him for some stuff that happened in the childhood. Uh, if you think about it, he might have been fucked up. But <laughs> well, yeah, there's always that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man, you know, that that uh, that could be one way it could go is all I'm saying. So um, that was good. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we had uh, like I said, we had Soraya getting the new title. You know, it's funny. A couple a uh, couple of guys that look and sound just like us mentioned uh, her pin and Tony Storm. I think about you know what smart it was us. Mm-hmm. I think it more specifically. I think that would be you. I was thinking maybe Tony Storm would have to pick up the win. Yeah, I, I actually we said either one of them could pick up the win, so it was uh we kind of called that one right there. That was a, that was a feel good moment though. I didn't actually expect to be a little bit choked up watching that, but you you see it, you think about everything that she's been through the last couple of years, yeah, injuries and other things, and a nice little like culmination to come out with her family and everything and end up winning the belt. I will say though. We need to figure out a way to open this quote unquote forbidden door because there needs to be like a buddy cop show with Soraya's dad and Mrs. Dad. Because they just they both they both look like two real just absolute shysters. Like I would keep my hand on my wallet the entire time I was talking with either of them. Uh yeah, yeah. They 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 look like they grew up in the in in in, in, in traveling with a carnival. They kinda did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it's uh it makes sense, but uh, it, it, you're right. It was a pretty damn feel-good moment right there. Like that, she came down to uh, "We Will Rock You," and um, a lot of Freddie Mercury uh, tributes going on. Young Bucks did one. Jim Ross actually said, "Is Freddie Mercury here tonight?" I didn't get if he was being sarcastic, joking, or serious. Well, he's he's getting a little bit older. I think he walked past Emmy Sakura and was like, ah, Freddie Mercury is in the house. She doesn't even do the gimmick anymore. Yeah, I know. She must be listening. I've, I've talked her out of it. Yeah. <laughs> this guy doesn't get it. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I, I, 
that's the thing that just disappoints me every time they have a pay-per-view because every time they have a pay-per-view there's always the inevitable like post on twitter on reddit on all these other places that is like jim ron should retire it's like no like does he is he as good as he used to be no but i mean come on the man's fucking his wife passed away he keeps falling over shit like he needs this just let the man have it like the commentary is not any significantly any worse than if it was you know if he weren't on their show and like i'm glad that the fucking social media isn't what it was back in the day because you know there would have had to been like dozens like droves of fucking people saying that bobby heenan should have been off the wcw commentary oh yeah and i mean you know i didn't see a ton of hate for jr this week thank god and you know we're sitting here talking about fucking arguments and all kinds of shit like that we really shouldn't be worried about fucking jr Worried in a different way. Let's put it that way. We shouldn't be worried about Jr. slipping up a few times. He's getting older. The guy—that's that, a long travel for a for for Jr. for a guy his age. Right. That is a. Well, long... there was there was that one point where uh, it was. I think it was during the six man, and by the six man, I mean like the uh, Young Bucks and uh, Bullet Club. Book of Gold, where it's like the referee had lost control of the match, and he was like yelling at the referee that the wrestlers, and he was just like all disappointed and angry that he couldn't get anything under control. And he's like, Jim Ross and commentary was like, Well, if only it was your job to control the match. Yeah, JR, I'm telling you, man, we have don't DGF JR doesn't give a fuck no more. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my dog is barking outside the window, but um, yeah, JR just don't care no more. Uh, at all but um what else do we need to get into on that pay-per-view that went that was good we had santana and ortiz don't know what's going on there mike santana is now his name so if that gives you any idea i think i could be wrong but i think he was going by that right before like right during the blood and gods where he got injured so I think he like has started to make that transition and then he got injured. And now he's like getting back into it because I certainly that's what he goes by on Twitter and all of that. So like he right. was trying to make that more of you know, his brand or however you want to put it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He was. And yeah, Dirk said uh, he, Jr. asked why there's so much gold. I think that was during the during that match and uh, Ibushi was in it. Correct. Yeah. Ibushi was in it. And, you know, he's the golden whatever they call him. Golden elite in this instance, and that was right. And Jr. Yeah. was like, "Why is everything golden?" And Excalibur had to explain to him about the whole golden thing with Ibushi and everything. And I don't know. Jr.'s just—I don't know if it's Jr. that's bad, or if it's the fact that Excalibur doesn't have any chemistry with Jr. Maybe. Yeah, that can also be it. And but I mean, like he also represents a certain percentage of people that are watching the show that don't know about all this shit. True. True. And let's face it, JR does represent a good portion of the show that people of who watch wrestling do watch. And you don't really have that many good old Southern boys on AEW. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Can you hear the dog barking out there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can. Hold on a minute here. Let me just try this. Aha! <laughs> Probably just scared the living shit out of him, but he's outside. That's fine. 
Uh, yeah, Jericho Osprey, good, good match. Stephen Butler says that was his match of the night. Um, that was a good match. <sighs> what else? Like I said, it was it, it was almost a week ago, so yeah, I, I'm lucky to remember what I watched last night. I mean, it all depends so, on what you're looking for. In terms yeah. of like moves and everything, that's probably it. But I mean, in terms of like sheer story and everything that was like put into it, and like what happened afterwards, and the main event was it was a damn good main event too. Yeah. All right. They're getting my dog inside right now. I was about to text my wife, get the dog. <laughs> I actually think in terms of just like sheer, like the wrestling aspect of it, I think the tag title match was probably on the pay-per-view was probably my favorite, but don't tell anyone because I don't like giving Dirk's credit. I know, but still it was good. I was a little shocked with everything going on that FTR kept the titles, but... I guess Tony's letting this all work out. Letting it all work mm-hmm. out. I mean, what the hell? If uh, if he goes to jail, you take the titles off of him, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's going to jail. I got to be honest with you. I don't. I don't think he's going to jail. Have a conjugal visit match. Uh, you could have a few of those. Could have a couple of those. Is he married? I think you have to be married to have those now. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know if he's married or not. Old Cash Wheeler. Yeah, well, I mean, how would you ever know? Because Dax never shuts up about his fucking family. That's right. Family. Tradition. It's business. My truck. Mm -hmm. I love my truck, too, goddammit. It's like he it's like he's given like a list of bullet points to hit before he talks, and then he just only says the bullet points. Like he doesn't realize that you have to flesh it out. <laughs> yeah, you got to. It's got. It's got to come off naturally. He, he went to the Cody Rhodes School of Promo, like <laughs> America, Justice, Interracial, Trucks. This is all the things I believe. God damn it, Trucks, dogs with bandanas on them, scared of pyro. Imagine that, a dog scared of fucking fire. Ooh! Yeah, I mean, who could have ever anticipated that a dog would be scared of fireworks? There's not, like, a news article every year around July 4th time that tells you to fucking not every dog's outside during fireworks. Yeah, I mean, people literally like, actually drug their fucking dogs on July 4th. But no, 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 no. Cody's dog, because it's Cody's dog. No, fireworks don't bother his dog. No. no. Mm-hmm. That's right, dirt pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. Fucking Texas. Pickup trucks in Texas are fucking expensive because everybody has one here. I see. Everybody's got a fucking pickup truck here. And I'm not going to complain. That's right, Dirk. America! Fucking America. Right here, baby. I saw somebody wearing shorts and cowboy boots today. It was unsettling. Was it a guy or a girl? (laughs) Guy? Guy. It was a guy. You don't even see that here. You see girls wearing that, which that's I got no no issues with that at all. <laughs> so, shit, you got girls with sundresses and cowboy boots on here a lot. Oh yeah, that's fairly common here too. Shorts yeah. and cowboy boots, it's just it's a whole nother vibe. A whole nother vibe, yeah. Whole nother vibe. I agree. I agree. So, all right, I'm trying to think what else we got with all in before we move on. 
Was that pretty much it? I mean, we'll get into more of it as we talk AEW tonight, so. I mean, I'm trying to think of some other things. There was a coffin match. That was pretty good. Sting mm-hmm. came out to the WCW theme. Chris didn't like, set up with the spear the same way Edge does, so they're certainly at least teasing the idea. Yeah, of course. We've got uh, new ROH tag champions with MJF and uh, Adam Cole. MJF retained. They got into a little argument, but they hugged it out at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm choose them for not doing the obvious thing because I thought that there was they were going to turn on each other at two different points of the night and it never actually happened. I think everybody did, and I think actually that was a um, pretty good idea not to do the turn right mm-hmm. here. It may happen this weekend. It may happen this weekend for for all we know, but probably a good thing. I I, I would milk the sh- this. They are selling merch. Everybody's into it. I would milk the fuck out of this. Yeah, I mean, it's a compelling storyline. So then, until you have at least another one to like take its place, why not just ride this bitch out? Yeah, I would absolutely let this motherfucker ride as long as I could, man. Because it's one of the best stories they got going on. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's, it, it's, it's a good story. I love watching Roderick Strong be the cuck. Oh yeah, so it's great. Absolutely, fucking love it. It's 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 a happy moment in my life. So I love this shit. I think it's a great fucking story going on. So I would milk it. I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't stop it right now. And I know you still have more left, even if they do turn on each other. I get it. I get it. I get it. I do. But my God, how much better would it be if they just milked this for a little while longer? And it looks like they're gonna because with Roderick Strong entering this another fucking tournament that they're having. Um, it, it, the winner faces MJF. Then it looks like they're going to let it go. It looks like they're going to not turn on each other right now. And there's going to be some things going on with Roderick Strong and the kingdom guys. My God, it, 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 it's like they took the worst three talkers in the business and said, you know what? Let's put these three guys together. Mm-hmm. That Matt Tavin, Tav, isn't he the guy when he was like ROH champion, people despised him as champion? Yeah, like it was a pretty bad time. That was him. Okay. Then, oh, let's just. And like, mind you, this is Ring of Honor where they've always prioritized wrestling over like promo ability. Not saying that there was, there's never been anybody on their roster that could do good promos. There was a couple, but. That's never really been the thing that they prioritize, and like even for Ring of Honor standards, even for a company that like had Glow Key as its champion, Matt Taven was a fucking low point in terms of promo ability. Uh, I mean, Mike Bennett did cut a pretty passionate promo, but it was just cut dry, cut dry. It was just what it's the same promo we've heard. Everybody cut on AEW before. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't anything big. So I don't well, that's, know. Man. That's, that's the thing is like, that was actually a good promo for them. I know. So like, one of that's them. something that you can look forward to if they're going to draw this out for their involvement in this for more than a couple of weeks. Roddy couldn't even fucking get names right. He had to stop and think to say names correctly. Mm-hmm. So. It just wasn't good, and we'll I, we won't get into it anymore later. But we'll pass that part. 
Um, yeah, that was that was awful. That whole segment was just bad. As soon as they fucking stepped into the ring, it 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 brought the segment down. Crowd didn't give a fuck either. Mm-hmm. Crowd didn't give a shit either. So, um. Anyway, I think that's pretty much all we got on uh, All In. Anything else? No, I, th- I thought it was a good show. What did you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought it was a good show. It looked great. I can't believe so many people were online the whole time just posting, you know, like people still walking in the arena. And they're like, this doesn't look like 80,000. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't care if scalpers. Scalpers had those tickets. And? Unfortunately, scalpers have all tickets. So. I know, but okay. If 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 I own a restaurant, someone you know, and my goal is to make a hundred pizzas in a day, and some idiot comes in and buys a hundred pizzas, my goal is reached. I got my right. money. Everything else is gravy. So they reached their. They definitely had a hell of a fucking show. That was mm-hmm. a hell of a fucking show, man. And it looked great. It looked packed. They got very lucky. I, I everyone was posting that there was rain threatening the show, and uh, we didn't get any rain. We got lucky. They had the tarp over the uh, over the over the ring. I saw that just in case, but never needed it. And I thought the show looked good. I just love the looks of those outdoor shows, man. Yeah, it does. It does make it feel a lot bigger, even if they're in like you know just sort of a regular size stadium or a stadium that they're accustomed to running, yeah. like when WWE did it when they with the WWE like SummerSlam, like last year they did SummerSlam in Nashville in the Titans Arena. Mm. That it looked real nice over there too. Yeah, I, I just for some reason I really love the outside looking venues, and I think they always look great. I I, I know they would prefer to be inside those guys in case of weather, rain. I mean, Jesus Christ, let's say they had a show in Florida this fucking week, they'd be pretty SOL. Well, I think Samoa Joe in particular doesn't want, like, outdoor <laughs> shows anymore. They had him out there in the fucking poncho just getting dumped on, and then they fired him, like, two weeks later. Just like, if you, if you hand me a mic, I'm just going to quit. Okay. <laughs> Joe, kill time. Like, no, I'll kill you first. I'll shove this poncho right up your fucking ass. <laughs> All right? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Joe. You know what, though? He seems to be happy. He's not working a ton. Probably staying more healthy than he has in a while. And good for him, man. Good for him mm-hmm. out there. So, uh, all right. We, like I said, we'll as we talk AEW tonight and some of the uh, matches, I'm sure we'll get into some more that happened on All In. And, of course, we're going to, like I said, do some quick predictions for All Out. Let's see how we get into this news thing. If we... Uh, if we have time, we'll talk AEW Dynamite. Otherwise, we'll do what we did last week. We'll do predictions. Talk Dynamite while we do predictions, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what time allows. We'll see how this CM Punk thing goes, folks. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do have one quick thing, Smark, on the Bray Wyatt thing. Um, a little more news came out on... Um, not on the, I wouldn't say the, it's not the cause of death, but uh, it could be a reason for his death. Uh, Jason Solomon put out a few days ago that uh, TMZ had more on this. It said he was hospitalized a week earlier for a heart issue. That, 
um, we had talked about he had some heart issues and that he had gone to the doctor the morning of his death. The morning of his death, he was advised to continue wearing his external heart defibrillator, which is designed to treat sudden cardiac arrest. He then later went to take a nap and he never woke up. Uh, police later found the defibrillator in his car. Unbelievably sad. That is, I guess, sad because possibly this was preventable. And I use possibly because we never know, obviously. But um, what that thing looks like now, and I'm sure he was thinking the same thing, is this thing looks really fucking uncomfortable. And I'm not going to lie, it does. It does look incredibly uncomfortable. Here you go. This is it right here. This is right off of a, uh, a college website. You see it's got the FDA thing right there. But you can see it looks like a... It, you know what? I would say it's almost like a bulletproof vest. It just doesn't have the back guard on it. But it's like that. It's got like a pack on it. And it's got the two little defibrillator things on the inside. So it would have sent an electric shock to his body. Thanks. Would it have saved them? We're not going to say because we don't know. We really don't. But no, it does not look. It, it is kind of a CPAPI type thing. Yes, Aria. It's CPAPI. Or sheep happy. Ho ho yeah, happy. Where's B Pappy? Is it like a pirate father? I think it is now. Me Pappy. Alright. But uh yeah, there's what it looks like right there. And um it does not look like something comfortable to sleep in, but uh like I said, we don't know. Possibly could have prevented his death. We don't know. We don't know. But uh, that is definitely some sad news. And obviously, if anyone's been watching any sort of wrestling this week and last week, there was plenty of uh, tributes to Bray with all kinds of things going on, bracelets and outfits and lanterns being held up. So there was a lot of different things going on with, uh, with tributes to Bray. And uh, Becky Lynch on SmackDown was probably the saddest one. She just, she just broke down. She held up that, uh, she had an armband on that said Bray. She just held it up and, and broke down. Just couldn't hold back the tears anymore. And uh, it was a pretty, pretty sad moment there. Pretty sad moment. But um, to change gears a slight little bit we also had a great picture though of Big E who actually right after that went to a Cubs game and found a little kid with a fiend mask on and a fiend shirt and a belt and the clothes I mean Big E looks like he's about to burst out smiling here he is smiling but he looks like he's I mean he looked so proud of this kid yeah, so so that was pretty cool to see, but um, all right, and that's uh, and obviously we 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 lost Bob Barker last week, folks. I don't have any pictures, but we lost Bob. Let's all remember one of the best celebrity guest guest hosts was Bob Barker with Chris Jericho was one of the best. Indeed, so. I would I would say that. 
Um, since you were talking about the Cubs briefly, it, it, it's not wrestling related, but it's worth mentioning. There was a last Friday, the Friday that just happened, there was a shooting at the White Sox game. And the person, the shooter, concealed their gun by tucking it, and this is from the article, Ooh. under one of the their belly fat rolls. Which I have to say is somebody smuggling in a gun under their belly roll is one of the most Chicago sports crimes I've ever heard. And I say this as a Chicagoan and a fan of Chicago sports. That is definitely a fucking Saturday Night Live skit rating to happen. Yeah, that's right. The Bears. The Bears. Mm-hmm. Just uh, put that God under your bless. fat roll. And it was a woman, too. So God bless her. Yeah, just put that under your fat roll there, uh, June. Yeah. Okay. Just lift up. Come on, lift that. Female that did it, but it was a female. Uh huh. Everything else is pretty much par for the course. I just didn't expect it to be a lady. Come on, just lift that titty. Lift that thing. No higher. (laughs) Come on, higher. (laughs) Oh my lord! (laughs) And they actually like they brought it in to shoot someone at the stadium. Uh well apparently it discharged oh. unexpectedly. So I I don't know what the plan was necessarily, but that's the rumors that it went off when it was not supposed to. I'm really envisioning bad stuff, and I just need to stop because I'm just uh, forget it, forget it. But yeah, that's a crazy little uh, story. I also know in Chicago, I believe last weekend or last week. Univision was uh, doing a, the Spanish station was doing a story on how crime is, has risen in Chicago and uh, they got robbed live on air. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they didn't even stop the game. They let the game go on because they didn't want anybody to become like uncomfortable or suspicious. They didn't want Anybody to become afraid, which oh, I mean well. in Chicago, if you, t- if you announce over the intercom that there's been a shooting, everyone's just going to shrug and go about eating their hot dogs. Yeah, with everything. Chicago dogs. I, well, like, I, I've obviously have since moved. I live in Tennessee now, but like one of the last times I was over there, somebody just got kidnapped in fucking broad daylight. Like they showed a video on the news of like a van pulling up, grabbing somebody, and they like they never found the people who did it. Like somebody just went up and disappeared. Broad fucking daylight, like on a highly populated street. That's Chicago. And no, I mean, listen. What? A gun went off in a titty? Let's keep this fucking game going. Mm-hmm. So the gun discharged and hit nobody. Uh, that part I don't remember. I was like sort of enraptured by everything else. I understand. I understand. I do. I totally understand. So... All right. Well, AEW is in Chicago this weekend, folks, and they were last night, too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect, perfect timing. But um, all right. I guess from here we can get into a few things before we get into the CM Punk Jack Perry, the Punk Perry, Perry Punk debacle. Because I think we're going to spend Hopefully as little time as possible, but we always say that, and then next thing you know, 40 minutes goes by. Mm. It's my fault. I rant. I saw, I saw, I'm sorry. Sorry. And like 38 minutes of it is just Kevin Bacon related, and like two minutes actually has to do with 
Bucket Theory. But it's usually how the sets up going. Fucking Kevin Bacon's awesome, dude. I don't know what the fuck, man. Yeah, don't know. don't you start trashing Footloose on here. I'll fucking come across this goddamn screen. I dare not. No worries. There you go. Don't mess with Chris Ben. I'm fucking you do it and just don't you fucking do it. <laughs> Alright. Alright. I'm okay. okay. All right. You are, are you are you okay? I'm good. You're good. I'm good. So if you're good, I'm good. Anyway, folks, let's go ahead and get to this real quick. Um, we'll start off with this one real quick, I guess. Impact, folks, is actually having their 1,000th episode, and Awesome Kong will be returning to the ring. Um, they've got a few things planned for this, uh, this, this little thing here. And uh, obviously, like I said, this is the only problem is the ads popping up, especially on fucking Wrestling Observer. God damn you. Jesus. DJ fucking Hyde would be proud of this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all happening in White Plains, New York, folks. On September 9th. I think the Dudleys are supposed to get back together. I think uh, the beautiful, at least a couple of the beautiful people are getting back together. I know um, Velvet Sky and... Uh, Angelina Love are going to be there also, and a few more, but uh, this is pretty cool. It's been a few years since we've seen Awesome Kong in the ring. Yeah, this time I remember she had retired at the NWA show, which was Gail King. Yeah, I don't know if it has that info in it, but we will definitely be seeing her, and I think that's pretty. Like I said, I just thought that was something that uh, should be brought up. I think that is really cool, and um, you know, it's, like I said, she's been. Yeah, how? When was that? What was that? Two twenty nine. When did you say that was? Twenty nineteen, eighteen. I want to say twenty twenty one. I believe it was the seventy fifth anniversary. So it was like the one where fucking Tim Storm won the title. Oh, like it, yeah, it was a real burn burner of a show. I was always kind of disappointed with how AEW handled her because they threw her in that fucking god awful nightmare fucking syndicate or whatever the fuck they were calling it, the stable with yeah. Brandy. And it was like the, the bald lady that wasn't Serena Deeb but looked like Serena Deeb. Um, nightmare Society, I think it was called. Yeah. And then, like, after that, they kind of just they blamed her for Brandy not being able to cut a promo. And it's like, ah, uh, boy. And I, I felt I felt bad because she was on an episode of Talk as Jericho when she was with the company, and like she went into exhaustive detail about like how she approaches every situation, like looking at it from her character's perspective mm-hmm. of like what would Kong say in this moment, what would Kong do in this moment, like just really exa- like sort of showing that she actually puts a lot of thought and detail into how her character is presented, oh, which that. not everybody does. And then mm-hmm. sure, you know, sure enough, a couple weeks later, she ends up getting canned, but. It's kind of a real ball drop of a moment there. They really missed the boat with her. Yeah. Aria says, Lord have mercy, that lady looks intense. She was intense. She's had some um, very intense moments. Actually, on Impact, known for having some of the best women's matches with Gail Kim. So they they were lighting it up when those two were out there. Those were heavily... That was probably one of the main times where Impact or TNA at that time was really being talked about was when her she and Gail intentionally uh, popped a wrestler's implant. Mm-hmm. That was fun. She slapped the shit out of over the love spine. I think she's like the only, well, no, that's not true. I, 
was gonna say i think she's like one of the only women that i've heard of that's like beat somebody up backstage but it was her luna uh, allegedly luna like kind of jacked up sunny but well i mean if you really want to get into it uh taryn terrell whipped kicked the shit out of drew mcintyre too but that's what made me say actually hold on a minute never mind i was like <laughs> yeah that never mind she actually she was also she also slapped and beat up another guy but that one was a bit different a bit because i feel like drew was just like letting her do it versus i don't think bubble was letting her do it even if he stood up for himself i think she would have fucked him up i think so probably yeah 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 but because uh... she is a full-grown woman that is a woman who can throw a motherfucker around yes i understand bubba is not exactly spelt himself but i I personally wouldn't fuck with her yeah but you know there's people out there that look like that you know there's some guys just you know they they don't look like they you know you don't look like you can't fight bubba this love sponge looks like a guy who has probably never thrown a punch before right so yeah, yeah, Stephen Butler says he's no fan of Anthem or, you know, Impact, but props for a thousand episodes. Man, I'll tell you, they've uh they've been through a lot. They've been through owners changes, they've been through management changes, they've been through the Jeff Jarrett days, the Dixie Carter days, the Hulk Hogan days, the Ric Flair days, the Eric Bischoff days, the and they just keep fucking pushing through, man. They just keep going and going and going. They're they're the fucking Energizer Bunny of wrestling, man. I don't even want to call them the cockroaches anymore. They're just they seem to keep making it. I don't know how. Maybe I hate to say this. Maybe this is a good write off for Anthem Sports. <laughs> Perhaps. I think the only theory I have is that at one point Ron Killings was their champion and I think some of his immortality just brushed off on the company. <laughs> that man has looked the same age for 20 fucking years. I've, I give him props. And, and he's a smoker and I don't know how he does it, man, but... I well, I watched because he was he did an episode of the uh, the Celtic Warrior workout mm-hmm. YouTube videos that Seamus does, and I was like, shit, I'm I'm gonna do whatever he does because that motherfucker does not age at all ever. Like five years is one minute to him, so like, I'm gonna do whatever he does. I physically cannot do anything that that motherfucker did in that workout. He was like doing these like high jumps and he was just like jumping over and shit and very cardio intensive. And he was injured at the time and he was doing shit that I have most physically healthy people cannot do. And it was like, my God. That's why he's pushing 50 and looks like he's still 25 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's a fucking anomaly when it comes to fucking just absolutely looking amazing. Yeah, he's looked the same for 20 years. You know, it's funny. You sit there and bring up guys who look young for that long. And then, you know, actually at work, we were having this conversation the other day about guys who have just been old since I was a kid. Like Steve Martin has just been this old white haired guy since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood has been old since I was a kid. Christopher Lloyd has been old since I was a kid. There's just people right. that have been old since you were a kid, and then there's some those people that have just stood the fucking test of time. 
they should literally just do that one day for an episode of like their programming when they do the dead now and forever like opening sign and this is all just pictures of truth and you from like the last 20 years and he just hasn't aged at all on any of them no it's like here's him k quick looks exactly the same here's him fucking tna looks exactly the same here's him yesterday looks exactly the same here's a picture of him with tupac fucking exactly the same guessing what year a picture of our truth came out because of the way he looks would be as easy as reading lips watching a cartoon it's actually a pretty interesting game. It's like, what, how old is Truth in this photo? It's like, 28 and just all of them. Yeah. When did this photo come out? Oh, this has to be like 92. Nope, yesterday. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup, yesterday. Yeah, holy shit. I do, I mean, I remember him back when he was, uh, what was it, K-Quick? Mm-hmm. Back in the K-Quick days and, you know, coming out and... I always thought he was a pretty fucking talented guy, though. So, but I don't know, man. It's just amazing how old he is and just doesn't look a day. I mean, the guy still looks like he just started in the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't feel like it. I'm sure he feels way older than we talk about, but uh, just from, you know, he's worked a very physical style. <coughs> yeah. So. Anyway, I guess we can move on from our truth and how amazing he looks and move on to uh, speaking of an, uh, one show that was announced with uh, the Impact 1000. We can go on to another show that has also been announced, which AEW, Tony Khan himself actually confirmed the date and location for full gear. And... um There you go right there. Full gear. I'll get as much of the picture in there as I can. Look at that picture of Punk. Look at Punk. Punk's like all over this website. Um, So obviously this was during the uh, post-media scrum, which I think Tony was the only one left that wanted to deal with the media after this show. This was a good move on Tony. He was one of the only ones that came out. Very smart. Very smart. Um, but yeah, he did announce that uh, Full Gear will take place Saturday, November 18th in L.A. at the Kia Forum. So uh, you guys can go ahead and look forward to that. And he also announces right here, October 1st, the Climate Pledge Arena. It will be the first ever Wrestle Dream. Um, It's actually the one-year anniversary of here you go i got that right here hold on not that one i lied here it is wrestle dream right here it is a pay-per-view it is going to be in seattle on october 1st it is to honor antonio anoki there you go right there um so this is going to be another pay-per-view which Man, they seem to just be adding pay-per-views all over the place now. It's kind of getting a little crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think this is sort of a different instance. I don't know how many of these they'll actually do. I know you said it was Anner Anner to honor mm-hmm. Antonio Noki. Mm-hmm. That's going to be something that a year later, if they participated, they participate in it on a regular basis. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to do this. It doesn't say their first annual. It just says they announced this pay-per-view. So they may only do this on the first, his death right there. But um, there you go. I think it's, uh, I think it was pretty cool though. But that was another thing Tony announced on that show. But um, there you go. I mean, my God, it's just before you know it, they're going to have 12 fucking pay-per-views. Yeah, probably. I mean, that, and that also depends on, like, do you count Ring of Honor as part of that? Because you start to get to that point if you do. Yeah. My God. I, I would hate for them to start having, like, 20 fucking pay-per-views in a year. I think that would fucking... That would suck for all of us. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, that would be bad, Smart. But, um... Work is a little something, a little, a little up your alley if you will uh wwe made a nice little deal with the nfl smark there you go what do you think of that i think it's interesting they look nice i'm not gonna drop close to 600 dollars on that i don't blame you I don't because we actually had a discussion about this, and that was sort of the consensus amongst the totally inappropriate sports people is that they look nicely done, mm-hmm. but there ain't no fucking way any of us are paying six hundred dollars for that shit. What was interesting though is that they have thirty-one teams. What's interesting about that well. is that there are thirty-two NFL teams, meaning mm. that the Jacksonville Jaguars they do not have that belt. So you're saying they took it off the list? Mm-hmm. I get it. It does seem petty. I know it seems petty, folks. I think that was actually done on behest of AEW. They're like, no, that we're not allowing this shit to happen. I wouldn't doubt it. I really wouldn't. I would not doubt it. But um, I, I, I get it on both sides. I really do. I could see AEW not wanting it, and I could see WWE not wanting to fucking make it. But, see, this the, the, this is tough, because some people might actually want that belt, which I, I, don't, I don't know who would, but some people may, and it won't be able to get done for anybody. Oh, believe me, people will buy it. As a matter of fact, I was looking at, like, I was just for shits and giggles looking at all the different belts, and I believe it was the Detroit Lions and the New Orleans Saints that they were saying that there's only a few left. So you're going to be seeing a lot of those at Saints games and at New Orleans, or not New Orleans is Saints, Saints games and Lions games. Is what I meant to say. They do look nice. I'm not going to lie; they are good looking belts. But well, geez, they are expensive though. Yeah, that would be. Uh... That would be pretty expensive. But yeah, these are absolutely 100%, they say right there. You see the picture, officially licensed by the NFL. And um, they just made this little announcement just very recently. Actually, this was just a couple days ago on August 28th, three days ago. But uh, there you go, folks. It's them with obviously WWE Shop and Fanatics.com. Uh, this marks the first ever licensing agreement between WWE and the NFL for these pretty cool belts. Pretty cool little Curry belts. Said somebody along the way is getting super rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. 
and this is probably a good, I mean, this, you know, say whatever the, I, say what you want about WWE, but goddamn, they just keep raking in the fucking money. I mean, it, it's, honestly, if anything, I'm surprised that it took this long to get there. Because this is like yeah. something that goes back, as far as I can remember, about 2004, I want to say. Because it, it started with the Detroit Pistons. Was They were the mm-hmm. first team that I saw when, when they won the NBA championship. I want to say it was Rasheed Wallace had the WCW, the big gold belt that he would carry. Like, it was just like a replica he got off like shop zone that he would like walk around with. <laughs> and then t- after, you know, throughout the years, various athletes who have won championships or teams I believe the Eagles did it when they won their Super Bowl a couple of years ago just various teams and players end up like wearing like the WWE championship when they win their respective championship in their league so it's, it's really not terribly surprising that we are we are where we are at this moment yeah and I kind of agree I, I I do think it's pretty crazy it did take this long but you know I'll tell you I think that the um merge with Endeavor is going to be a bigger, a bigger, it's, it's more than just a merge that this gives them a little more, not that they didn't have clout, but UFC is just viewed as a more legit sport. I hate to say that, but it is. Well, I mean, it also is for the most part, a legitimate sport. <laughs> I mean, when you go to judges' decisions, that leaves a lot of room for like, okay, who is it more financially beneficial to have in this fight? I love that you're stepping so lightly on this subject. You're like tiptoeing on it. <laughs> it's like, well, one sort of kind of is a legitimate sport, and then the other one, I mean, maybe not always. Uh, yeah, that's... uh. <laughs> like, like you know, it may, it may not be. There, there has been many people who have said it may not be. I get it. I just I think, I uh, just think when you're throwing punches like that, and one punch can be the lucky land, that it would be hard to do that. Mm-hmm. It would be tough to do that. So, um, well, I'm any, saying more than anything when it goes to decision. I know. Like it's hard for me not to believe that there are some times where the fighter that is a little bit more lucrative might end up getting the decision. It's like that doesn't, you know. And I'm not even blaming them. It's like you should, you know. If it goes to the decision and you have like John Jones versus just some random dude, it's like, well, if I can give it to John Jones. Yeah, drug test them too. Well, that's not financially beneficial for them either. Oh, oh no! God forbid you drug test this guy. <laughs> God forbid you do that shit. I don't know, man. I I just I'm not getting into it. You, 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 how many fucking times do you give a guy a chance? All I'm saying. I was actually watching. Not that it has anything to do with John Jones, but I was watching the latest season of The Ultimate Fighter, and Conor McGregor was one of the coaches. Mm-hmm. And like they specifically made Conor McGregor one of the coaches so that it would he would carry the the season of the show. Right. So I tuned in to watch it for him. And it is about 45 minutes of Dana White talking and then like an occasion, like five minutes of like an actual UFC fight. And it's just well, like, oh, God, well, like, I don't need to see him suck his own dick on a, on a weekly basis. Like I got like three episodes in and I was like, I don't want to see Dana White stroke himself off. And the, the funniest one was like last year it was females. 
Mm -hmm. all female fighters and he showed up at the the ultimate fighter house and he like showed all the ladies his car like how nice his car was and i was like dude you did not get laid before you had money it is very obvious you're like look at how cool i am i've got a ferrari yeah i've i've had a couple of those too and i'm not dana white <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. But I'm just saying, it was like you—you you don't do this to the male fighters. I've seen seasons. I know what you're doing. You're oh yeah, gross. Oh yeah, look how big my yeah, look how big my dick is because I have a car. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But uh, Smart, you got a uh, a story or two to get uh, to get spoken about. I sure do. Let me go ahead and get there. All right, you pick it. Uh, well, you, you pick it, I click it. I guess since we're talking about fights that may or may not have happened and may or may not have been legitimate, <laughs> AW had Tony Khan address the media on Thursday ahead of Sunday's All Up pay-per-view in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Khan had little to say regarding CM Punk and Jack Perry altercation on Sunday. He was asked by Jim Italian name if Punk will be part of All Out and responded by saying the company is continuing to investigate an incident that occurred prior to All In. Khan said he always tries to be honest with the fans and will provide an update as soon as he's able to do so. He was later asked if an answer to Punk being on the pay-per-view will be available before Sunday. He responded that it is their goal to provide an update by then. Khan declined to answer a question about a reported contentious conversation he had with Punk on Sunday, stating he cannot comment on any incidents. The AEW president was far more willing to speak about Mercedes Monet. No shock there. Mm. During the call, he referred to the former Sasha Banks as, quote, one of the best wrestlers on the planet. I'm just going to do that for every quotation mark. Mm -hmm. And spoke in glowing terms about the former IWGP Women's Champion. However, Khan emphasized that Monet is not cleared and likely will not be available for WrestleDream, you just mentioned, on October 1st. Monet is being blocked by a pop-up ad, has been out of action with an ankle injury she suffered she suffered at NJPW <laughs> Strong she, Resurgence. She, she suffered? She suffered. Oh, she, she suffered, all right, boy. I'll tell you, she suffered, boy. Oh, suffered. <laughs> Please go So ahead. there you go. I can't read and Tony can't answer questions. A victory for adult illiteracy. Please continue. <laughs> No, I mean, that's pretty much it. Tony Khan didn't want to say anything about the CM Punk situation, but no. he's more than chance to tell you that Sasha Banks will be working there for a little while. No, and I don't blame him for not wanting to talk about this CM Punk situation. This is, well, this is fucking deja vu, I'll tell you that, man. Um, we've done this before. And yeah, Mercedes Monet was there. We actually forgot to mention that. Um, she was there in the stands looking great. Did look mm-hmm. very good out there. Um, Dirk, we're getting into it right now. And then Smart has another one after that, and we're, we're, I think we're good on news from there. But um, this is classic Tony Khan. This is fucking, this is par for the course, classic Tony Khan. I'm telling you, man, he's been hanging. I, I, I think this guy's been hanging out with DJ. I'm sorry. DJ, hi. I'm telling you. Don't talk about anything. Plug your show, plug mo- plug people, that's it. Be done with it. So, I don't know, man, but... I don't know if he's plugging people. Oh, no, I don't mean by that. You know what I mean. Yeah, I maybe that's why he's happy to talk about her. I don't mean that. You know what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't, I don't mean that. 
right. <laughs> Not that part. But all right, let's uh the <laughs> Monet telling Brit that Baker, that doesn't work for me, sister. <laughs> all right, let's get into this, Smart. This is gonna be a fun one tonight. Um Folks, this is all about glass. As we uh, mentioned a little bit earlier, as Smart, wrong picture, as Smart mentioned a little bit earlier, um, the glass as um, it was a spot with the limo. Now, this all does, you know what, Smart, let's, uh, let's backstory this bitch. Let's, let's, uh, let's, little backstory. Just, just last week, I believe we spoke about this, correct? Mm-hmm. Just last week, we were talking about the whole thing with punk and Jack Perry getting into a backstage brouhaha over wanting to use real glass versus fake glass. Remember this? I was actually, I actually agreed with Punk on this. It's probably not worth using real glass on this. So well, we get that. Um, actually, the funny that you mm-hmm. mentioned that real quick because you were, I was in favor of Jack Perry on this one because I was like, why is it his fucking concern if he's not in the match? True. And you were like, well, he doesn't want to wrestle in it. But which is fair. I hadn't considered that. But after the Blood and Guts match, they changed the canvas. So right. that is a solution that could have happened, you know, been easily attainable should they have wanted to do that with the whole glass situation. So that, that could have been a thing. It could have. It could have. Most definitely. And then they do that a lot. They just rip off. They, they, they cut the fucking ropes and re-rope it. That's all. Not that bad. But... So we're sitting there talking about that last week. And then the pay-per-view happens. The spot that Smart talked about earlier with um, he threw Hook onto the... He threw Hook onto the windshield and then he did like a... Uh, I forgot what he did, but he did he he did like the RVD move and then did Rolling, rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder. Thank you. I was trying... I, it was right there on the tip of my fucking tongue. Did Rolling Thunder, the windshield breaks. Both of them were pretty cut up from it. And he proceeds to go right in the camera and say, look, real glass, go cry me a river. That's where we're at, folks. Um, so let's just start there. Want to just start there, Smart? Let's just start there. Mm-hmm. I was naive enough to think that nothing was going to come of that. You know... For someone with thicker skin, it probably shouldn't have, number one. I heard a couple of people saying, well, Punk had to deal with that. Why did Punk have to deal with that after the show? You know, Punk shouldn't have had to deal with that after, or right after, before his match. You're right. Maybe Punk should have fucking dealt with it later. He didn't have to deal with it before his match. He chose to deal with it before his match. Life's about choices, folks. We all know this. We're adults. Mm-hmm. Choices. He chose to handle it right then and right there in front of everybody. His choice. Punk's choice. I want to start with that. Now, should Jack Perry have done this into the camera and said what he said? I will say no. I don't think so. Smart, do you think he should have done this? Yeah, he's a heel, and this is what they do in the company. I mean, I, I guess not in hindsight, but it didn't seem like it was a huge deal at the time. I honestly didn't think, to be honest, 
I thought he was trolling us as fucking fans. Like, oh, you dirt sheet reading bitches, go cry me a fucking river. That's really how I took it. Yeah, I could see that. That, I thought he was, oh, he's trolling the fucking dirt sheets. That is how I fucking took it. The IWC, the podcast, whatever, however you want to put it. The wrestling world. Let's just leave it at that. All of us. He was he was fucking with us for reporting that. That's how I took this. Right. Well, another man took it another way. Mm-hmm. That man being CM Punk. Now, there were reports to begin with, Smart, that, oh, there was a, 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 a big scrap and uh, Perry got choked out. Those reports seem to be not completely on the up and up. Um, let me see. I do have one here from, as you can see right here, from Brian Alvarez now. It's funny, Alvarez and uh, Meltzer seem to be very team Jack Perry here, which, I mean, just a, just a year ago, these guys were like full-on punk fans. It just surprises well, me a little bit. Well, just a year ago, he was also yelling at them. Yeah, you got a point there. Like, Jeff Alvarez a new one. I mean, kind of went at Meltzer a little bit, too. Yeah, he kind of did. He kind of did. So here's what we got. Uh, Brian Alvarez was told Perry walked back after his match as he walked by punk punk asked him if he had a problem with him perry responded by telling punk that he that's what it said perry responded by telling punk he heard what he said out there referencing the glass punk then informed him that he could beat his ass punk then shoved him put him in a choke the physicality was in Gorilla and got so close to Tony Khan that monitors fell on him. Supposedly, Samoa Joe broke up this fight. I know that's not what happened, but I want it to be like just the mental image of like when they were doing the WWE, they were giving away like the, the million dollars on Raw <laughs> and the fucking set fell over Vince. Was... He's like, Paul, I can't feel my legs. Paul. <laughs> yeah, good one there. But um, I, wanted, I wanted to have looked exactly like that, and I know that it didn't. But yes, apparently Samoa Joe. I just I, that is what I, I want to believe the the Joe thing. Like, I just want to believe that Joe just walked up and just grabbed one of them by the nape of the neck, like they're a fucking puppy, and just pulled them off the other one and just like knock it off. Yeah, uh, I could see Joe doing that. But okay. Oh boy, I can't even believe we have to fucking talk about this shit. But that's the funny part, though, is that there's like. Eight different versions of the right. story. Now, because the story one is like Punk beat Perry's ass, mm-hmm. and then Miro said that never happened. And then the next day, it was there was a story that said that Punk went after Miro too. And Which, there, there's no proof whether or not that happened. I'm that, going to say I don't think Punk's that stupid. That turned out to be a joke. Miro was joking yeah. with Punk, um, which actually kind of funny. But um, you know, okay. So here we go. We got this whole thing going on. Now, once again, I'm going to stick with that thing. Punk chose to do this. He did. But I got to tell you, as much as I don't really think Jack Perry needed to say what he said, it probably was completely unnecessary. He's kind of a, uh, 
He's kind of a product of his environment there. People have said and done things on the mic that there's no consequences for. People have said and done things during matches that there's no consequences for. If you get away with stuff, you're going to keep doing stuff. Okay. If you're not supposed to, all right, let's let's go way back here. If you're not supposed to smoke in front of your parents and you grab a cigarette and your parents don't say anything, you're going to keep smoking in front of your parents. You know what I mean? That it, it, because they didn't say anything. Why wouldn't you? You'd keep doing it. So if people are doing this, why, why can't he? Why can't he jump on the train of everybody else being a whiny little bitch? Why not? Right. Why not? Well, I mean, I think like that's the thing is you want to insert elements of reality into storylines and things like he was totally okay with them, like using the whole fact that his father passed away thing for mm-hmm. a storyline. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's okay for that. But then if you try to use a story, like if you try to come talk about something that happened in the news that involved you, like that's a bridge too far. Like, well, and again, that's why I thought he was fucking with all of us. I thought he was being like, "Oh, you fucking marks, you bought the story, blah blah blah." And then it turns out Punk took it a different way. And it's just, again, Perry shouldn't have said it, but Punk shouldn't be doing this either. If, again, if this story, supposedly smart, there is video of this going down, this whole thing. Mm -hmm. There is supposedly video of this. So we'll see if that ever gets released. I have a feeling we'll never fucking see it. But, I mean, why shouldn't Jack Perry just do what everyone else is doing? Because there's no consequences for anybody. Tony has completely lost control of that fucking company at this point. Um, <laughs> if, if I was a network, I would be like, do we really want this fucking drama on us for another deal for TV? I mean, it hasn't, it appears to not hurt the company's profitability at this point. Like, who knows where it will be in a couple more weeks or months or whatever, but they, they, they're they coming off, they, they're on the heels of the biggest show in company history, one of the biggest, like, attendance yeah. records right. in wrestling history in general and all that kind of shit. And this episode of Dynamite was the last one before the, another pay-per-view, so mm-hmm. the ratings are going to be good for that, too. So right now, I mean, if they're they're failing, they're failing upwards. They're lucky right now, but you, but like, you know, people do get sick of hearing this fucking trauma. Nobody wants it, Smart. And you know, like I said in the beginning of the show, the word optics may get thrown around a little bit tonight. And it should, because WWE, for all we know, there is this infighting going on in WWE, and no one reports it. So there's, they don't have stooges like AEW does. And I'm going to say it. I might blame Punk for a few things tonight, the way he acted. I don't think it's professional. I really don't. But I'm going to go ahead and say right now, if the Bucks are leaking all this bullshit information to fucking Meltzer and everybody, fuck them too. Fire. This is the same thing I said to Dirk. I would fire their fucking asses too. Fuck it. Reset the company. Fuck it. You guys want to keep fucking making our company look like shit? You are going to pay the fucking price now. 
I don't know if they can be fired. I know they're pretty big fucking head honchos in that company, but I don't know, man. I, I they have got to be whoever is leaking this information. Supposedly, it's the Bucks. If it's them, they need to be fucking stopped. This company needs to give the optics that they are well put together. They are all for one goal. And look, little fights can happen here and there. I get it. But I think we all can agree on one thing, Smart. There's one common denominator that we have talked about for coming up on a year, folks, very close to a year, that whenever there's this drama going on, it's usually, there's been a couple instances it hasn't been, but who is it usually? And it's, yeah, it's usually punk. It's usually punk. It's usually punk. And I'm sorry, I think you got to realize something. If, I mean, supposedly, CM Punk chewed out Tony Khan. Look at this. Supposedly, CM Punk chewed out Tony Khan before his match and told him, oh, I quit and all this stuff and he's not coming back. So this begs another question, Smark. If CM Punk, if this whole thing went down the way everyone's reporting it, if Punk went up to him and decided to start this, which, listen, you can say Perry started it by saying what he said. You can say Punk started it by acting the way he started. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. This still goes up, as I've said, to Tony Khan. This still goes way above these two. Products of your environment. Everyone else is doing it. Why shouldn't I do it? Boss isn't going to say anything. Why not? If you can get away with being on your phone at work, you're going to be on your fucking phone. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's life. If you can get away with something, most people do it. If they can get away with it, you know? For sure. But, you know, it, it, it's, it, it doesn't look good on anybody. It looks horrible on the company. But the question I was going to ask, do you go back with your tail between your legs groveling to punk? Or do you just cut your fucking losses and say, if I make this guy champion, he's going to fuck me again. He's going to fuck the fans again. And maybe I should just fucking cut my losses and move on. Which do you do? A or B? I mean, it's, it's a tough decision to make because he seems prob. I don't know how exactly how profitable he is to them exactly any. But I mean, if it gets to the point where like half the roster doesn't want to work with him, then what matches can you have? You know, like that greatly reduces how effective he can be and how much he can use him and all that kind of shit. Like if you already you're already having to basically put him on an island and to make an own his own show Mm. so that, you know, he's fucking surrounded with people that he actually does like. You can't just keep, you know, you can't have like Punk versus Joe part 72 because joe's the only person who he hasn't pissed off like at some point at the very least you have to just talk to him and be like look i'm paying you more than other people there are more expectations of you than there are of others you have to handle yourself differently Mm -hmm. yeah but again if he's supposed to be in this leadership role on collision which if we read the story correctly smart it does sound like he is a leader in collision 
And you can call it a locker room leader. Oh, fuck that locker room leader shit. No, no. If he is a leader, this isn't how a leader should act. He should not be going after people. He should not be telling people, I can kick your fucking ass. No. Yeah, he probably could kick Jack Perry's ass. But still, that's not the point. There's got to be a fucking something going on here. So, Mark, I got to I gotta be honest. I don't want to be watching the rise and fall of AEW in the next five years. I don't right. want to see that video. I don't. It shouldn't happen. This company should be doing great. If Tony Khan, I have to, I got to say this again. If he can't grab this fucking company by the balls and turn it around, he's got to hire someone that can. You have to. And to me, I don't know. I think you got the guy there. I think you tell Arn, run this motherfucker. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the two, you know, it's two sides of the same coin, I guess. Is like, it's, it's a different kind of story a little bit. But like, if you... You know, go back to WCW. Like, look at how important Hogan was to WCW. But if you, it's on YouTube. I recommend you watch it if you haven't already. Somebody asked Heyman like years and years and years ago when the WCW first started doing the Monday nights against Raw, if he thought that they had any chance. And like, he basically predicted it exactly how it was going to go. He's like, mm-hmm. no. It's like, it's not because they don't have the talent. It's because Hogan wants to beat everybody that's over 6'5", and Flair wants to get laid all the time. And it's like, that's basically why they ended up going under. It was like, they had the talent there, but the, like the, the big egos ended up sinking the ship. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, Hogan was very valuable to them, but Hogan was also probably a big part of why they ended up ultimately failing. Very true. Very true. And I completely understand Ric Flair's, un, you know, goal. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I get it. But I don't know, man. I, I, I really think that, again, there's a constant denominator in all of... Again, I know there's been some other fighting. Sammy Guevara has started shit. But again, a suspension does not seem to be working with these guys. You know... Punk was telling it again, if we read the story right last week, one of the reasons Punk didn't want him to use real glasses because he thought that Jack Perry was going to didn't want to work the next week. Well, if the story's true, both y'all just got 30 fucking days off. So now he's not working. Yeah. And then that does become starts to become a problem because they're doing the pay-per-view in Chicago. And I have to imagine that there's a large group of people that paid specifically to see Punk. So so. you're you're getting to the point where you're jeopardizing your relationship with your paying customers and that becomes a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. But um, yeah. And supposedly these guys now have been suspended. Um, This I mean, look, this is right off of I mean, this is Sports Illustrated here, folks. Fan Nation. SI.com. So this is right off Sports Illustrated. This is, I mean, it is Justin Barrasso, who I believe used to write for WrestleZone? I'm not sure, honestly. I think he used to write for WrestleZone, this guy. Um, I may be, if I'm wrong, I'm sure someone in the uh, chat room will, will, will correct me. They're good about that, and I appreciate it. But yeah, I mean, even, like I said, you've even got big 
companies, big, this is past just dirt sheets at this point. Sports Illustrated has confirmed that CM Punk and Jack Perry have both been suspended. This is going around, folks. <laughs> I mean, you know, so this is getting traction. And Smark, the optics don't look fucking good. Not at all. They don't look good. Again, I'm going to say it. I, I'm, I'm putting a little bit on Punk. I'm putting a lot on Tony Khan. But I've got to put some on the Bucks. Because if they're leaking this shit, they've got to be stopped. And if for some reason it's not them, it's someone else, stop them. The shit has got to stop. Or they may be in trouble. Like I said, we may be sitting here in two, three years, five years watching the rise and fall of AEW. Mm -hmm. Which, again, I don't want to watch that video. Some people may. I'm sure a lot of people do, do want to watch that, but I don't. So, the only person that had any semblance of reasoning in this whole story was was fucking Santana. He's just fed up. Um, he put out a tweet. Here, I'll scroll down to it. Mike Santana, right there. This is another reason I like doing it this way. We can just scroll down to the tweets. Um, right there. Who gives a damn about who fought who? Stop allowing that to drown out the fact that pro wrestling had one of the most amazing days ever. Grow TF up. In other words, grow the fuck up. Santana with the right words. This whole week and weekend should have been about the absolutely amazing show that AEW put out. The fact that they broke a world record with paid attendance. The fact that they, those wrestlers went out there and did exactly what they were supposed to do. Delivered a great fucking show. But no. No. It's about CM Punk. Everything for the past, it seems like for the past year, has been about CM Punk. He's made everything about himself. Overshadowed Everything. Last year at All Out, we had MJF make his comeback, and it was overshadowed because CM Punk had a fucking open his mouth. Everything is overshadowed because of this guy's actions. All the like, good. It's, it's a real bummer for me because, like, I, I, I've been, I was watching Ring of Honor in, like, 2004. Mm-hmm. But like, I watched him in Ring of Honor. I watched him on other independent, you know, companies and I was I was watching him when he was in OVW, like and gets called up. He's in ECW, WWE, that kind of shit. Um, and like I, I've been following him for years and years and years at this point. And like I would constantly see him like talk shit about like Hogan or like you know he was complaining about The Rock or he was complaining about like part timers getting special treatment and mm-hmm. all this kind of shit. And it, what it ultimately ended up amounting to was it wasn't that you were mad that there was a double standard and that certain quote unquote superstars carried themselves in a, in a way separate from the rest of their peers. It was that you were mad that you weren't the one that was getting special treatment. Right, like you're you're doing just as the same type of shit that they did, if not potentially more often and worse in some instances. So it's like and you you just it's not that you didn't like assholes; it's that you wanted to be the asshole. Mm. Wow, 
And, you know, they're bringing up, uh, speaking of assholes, they're bringing up a story about A.R. Fox in the chat room. And Norab, I hadn't seen this yet, but I appreciate, as always, you bringing up stuff that we don't see. Um, he's asking about A.R. Fox and says that A.R. Fox has heat and may be fired. Uh, Dirk asked, what did A.R. Fox do? And Norab said, supposedly, he didn't tell AEW uh, management. We know who that is. That's uh, old TK. That he had a record and can't travel overseas. Uh, the other story is that he had to go to the service for his grandmother. Huh. Okay. A few different stories here. I don't know if AR Fox has a record. I guess we could we could probably plug that into Google and look that up. That should be public information if he does. But I don't feel like doing that. I haven't I know heard. He's had a couple of extracurricular activities that I would be careful to look too deeply into. Y- 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 yes, I know that. <laughs> I, 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 Which I, I feel bad because that actually probably cost him some opportunities, and that's fucked up. But still, but but I think he was just an extra in the film, though, which was weird. Um, fucking oh. what's his name? He used to be Alberto Del Rio. Oh, you're Peter. right. That was uh, Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez. Rodriguez, uh, oh my god! I want to say it was Rodriguez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great fucking character. He was <clears> the <throat> extra. Okay, whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, you do what you got to do, you know. I mean, fucking Seth Rollins was in an apartment video. Hey, you see, somebody money isn't uh, always as plentiful on the independent scene. It should happen. That's right. Katie Cummings was in one of those videos. <laughs> Porn star. Nice looking porn star. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, obviously. But um, I don't know, folks. I, I, I hope we don't have to keep talking about these stories. I guess if Punk is gone. I actually saw people saying, boy, I hope they just lift his suspension for this show. Oh, that'll teach him fucking consequences for fucking for starting fights. That'll really help. And That'll after you're help. done with this pay-per-view, you get to stay at home for the next month. Like oh You just my. get to take a fucking Uber right back to your apartment in Chicago where you already have the show. You want to talk about giving one of the worst messages ever to the fucking locker room? I'll tell you the truth. I would walk the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, so we can just start fights? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you're <laughs> sure about that? Yeah, perhaps if you're like he hasn't done anything recently, but perhaps if you're Sammy Guevara and that happens, you just hide because there's going to be people coming after. He's like, oh, we could just punch people in the face now. We well, choke out motherfuckers. Get over here, Sammy. You know, and that was one time for Sammy. He did get suspended, and the next time, well, the story said Andrade was the aggressor. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, Sammy. Sammy learned a lesson. I hope. We haven't heard stories about Sammy Guevara getting into a fight since the Andrade situation. Yeah, it seemingly has learned his lesson. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, Kingston got suspended for the incident with Sammy. Andrade got suspended for the incident with Sammy. I think Sammy might have also got suspended. (laughs) Well, But, like, you know, if everybody else gets suspended and you don't, then, yeah, like you said... There's going to be some problems. But if you, you know, I, I've always said I like to take things situation by situation. If you take the Sammy situation, you have a young, young 
guy making mistakes in the business. When it comes to CM Punk, you should have a veteran who knows the business and can act like a, is a key word, professional. You know, now that I think about it, if they're going to end up bringing in Mercedes, that's going to make for a weird locker room discussion. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a tense moment, catering. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But they do have a built-in story with her and Soraya right there. I met her and Sammy. Well, true. Because, he, I mean, he apologized for it, and that was years ago, and nothing ever really happened. But Well, he's actually said he spoke to her since that incident. Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, if you remember going back, he's he's look, he did that. He did a fucking anger management or sensitivity class. That's what it was, training. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he hasn't done anything in a while. I think maybe fatherhood's helping him out, but right. But again, you've got a young guy making mistakes. In my opinion, it's a little more forgivable than the. Than the veteran legend. Let's face it, Punk is. Look, I may not like him. I may not agree with him on a lot of things. The guy's a fucking legend in the business, and he is probably a guy that Tony Khan thought was going to definitely be a huge signing for him, keep people interested. But eventually, stuff like this will start turning people away. Mm-hmm. It will. It's nobody wants this fucking drama. Nobody wants it. They'd rather see it on television than behind the scenes. But no one wants it behind the scenes and we hear about it later. I'm, I, I just think of, I don't know. Punk should know better. Jack Perry, I'm not making, no excuses. He's a young little fucking shit too and doesn't know any better. Shouldn't, in my opinion, no. He probably shouldn't have said that. But again, I took it as he was fucking with the fans and fucking with the dirt sheets and trolling everybody punk obviously took it a different way right but i i will say for the for the last time if you're supposedly in this position of leadership act like a fucking leader and you know what if your leader is out there fucking throwing punches and trying to kick guys ass you know what you're do you know what everyone under you is going to do the same fucking thing. Trickle down. It's going to trickle down, Smart. So, but anyway, I think uh, as I, I, I'm not going to harp on last week, but last week I, I, I put it most of the blame on Tony Khan. You got to grab this fucking locker room by the horns. You've got to grab control. Or I think he's doomed. Or hire someone that can. So you're not doomed, which I think is probably the smartest thing he could do. But of course, you know, you got Christopher Daniels back there, but again, he's another, he's another one that the guys respect the guys like, maybe you need to hire some fucking non-wrestling prick to go back there and fucking handle these bitches. I don't know. Maybe I could be, they're not going to respect him either. So. Well, you're going to have to get a hard-ass wrestler back there who's got thick skin and can take, you know, can take a little bit of shit from these fucking, and straighten out some guys. Take shit once and then 
fuck it. I'm telling you, where the hell is Bill Watts? I think he's gone, isn't he? No. Not sure. I don't know. What about Eric Watts? Get a Watts in there, goddammit. There you go. That's fucking... Any one of them. Find a Watts, bring them in. Yeah, get Eric Young in there. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's got so many guys there that could probably take this fucking company over. Not take over. I don't mean that. I don't mean take over. Everyone knows what I mean. Take the locker room over. And straighten it the fuck out. You don't think fucking Jake could go could could fucking be honest with someone and tell him you know f- fuck off. But kid, you need to keep your damn mouth shut. I'll tell you the truth. I'd be scared of Jake at this age. Okay, <laughs> I, I wouldn't fuck with Jake the Snake. I got. I'm telling you now. You should. I, you know, everyone, Smark, you even mentioned that last week. Norab says, uh, you know, like a Johnny Ace. You know, Smark, if you can keep him away from the women. <laughs> oh, man, that would that would be a, a good way to get rid of Punk, I suppose, if you bring fucking Johnny Ace in. Although, if you bring him in, you're just that much closer to the Bellas being in that company. And mm, we can stay away from that. Want to enter Bree mode? No, God, no. No one wants Bree mode or Nikki mode or. Listen, let's just stick with. Listen, let's just keep with cornholing and Nikki Bella, okay? So, anyways, Maybe smart. Michael Hayes in there. Oh, no, nah, he's working right now. I know, but you know, you never know what the future might hold. I mean, really. But for real, like, okay, why not, like, you know, like you said, like, maybe an Arn Anderson, fucking Jerry Lynn, Dustin Rhodes, one of those kind of people. Okay, so they have all these guys. Have they not been told that they're allowed to step up and talk, or is no one listening? And if no one's listening, then you've got a bigger problem, and hiring somebody that can handle these guys isn't going to fucking work. If they're not going to listen to... A Dustin uh, Rhodes or or Dustin Runnels, whatever you want to fucking call him, or an Arn Anderson or guys, if they're not going to listen to them, then you are fucked. You are fucked if they're not going to listen to any of those guys because those guys are absolute fucking OG legends in this fucking business. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there was already that article that came out where, like, hey, man, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't pay attention to that shit. And, like, it, they, I guess everybody dismissed it as just him being dumb, but maybe that's sort of indicative of a more company-wide situation. No, that's bullshit. That's bull- What did... Dirk just sent me a Brimo thing. When... Was it Lana made fun of her? <laughs> I'll pull it up. <laughs> Give me a sec here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know who else. I mean, let's think. Who else could you really bring in that could just take that fucking company, turn it around? I Listen, we could joke. <laughs> Scott Steiner, I agree. Okay. <laughs> Steiner could do it. <laughs> HR, fucking head of HR, Scott Steiner. Oh, my Lord. I don't know, man. 
I, 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 I just I, I like the idea of Scott Steiner like in a full on like three piece suit, but he also has the chain mail on. Oh, of course. Oh, I hope he does. I hope he does. But I mean, really, who could you actually think that could go in there <laughs> and whip this fucking locker room back in the shape? Because you're going to have to have someone that can stop the leaks. You're going to have to have someone that the people respect and listen to. That's three things right there so far. You're going to have to have someone that uh, has pretty thick skin because some of these guys are just fucking smart-ass little punks, no pun intended. And what else? You're also going to have to have someone that can be tough yet fair, which is a, always a hard one to be. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. He's got uh, Norab says Conan, I don't know about Conan, Billy Gunn. They do have Billy Gunn. They've got Sting. How could someone not listen to Sting? He's like one of the nicest fucking guys in the world. And smart. Knows the business. Has been in forever. They have all these guys. So how are they failing? So bad. There's only one answer, Smart. It's it's the leaks. No, it's the leaks. I don't even think it's Tony. I think if the leaks weren't there, Tony could hide more. Mm. Perhaps. I think it's the leaks. I think it's the leaks. That's all I'm saying. I mean, okay. I figured it out. Because you're saying you want somebody who's experienced. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, he's been around, you've seen it, he's done it. People respect him. He can be tough, but he can be fair. Tim Storm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Tim Storm. Tim Storm. Tim Storm, possibly. I mean, they've got, you know, Christopher Daniels, CM Punk sent his ass back in. (laughs) That didn't work. So, they've got a lot. I mean, Billy, honestly, (laughs) Billy Gunn just looks like he is having the most fun right now. Please don't put him in a leadership position. I want I want this Billy Gunn because Billy Gunn looks like he is having the best times of his career right now. Mm-hmm. I want this Billy Gunn. Don't put don't give Billy Gunn any responsibility. I want Billy Gunn all free and loosey goosey to keep doing the things he's doing. Um JR I'm sorry, you're not going to get anyone to listen to JR right now. It ain't going to happen. Mark Henry. I would listen to Mark Henry. I would listen to everyone on, honestly, me, I would personally listen to everyone on this list right here. Here, he's got Conan, Billy Gunn, Sting, Arn, Jake, JR, uh, Tony S., who's Tony, um, Tony S.? Who's Shivani. Tony Shivani. Thank you. Very good. Mark Henry, Big Show, all these guys. I would listen to every fucking one of those. Yes, even Big Show. Absolutely, I would listen to every fucking one of those guys. So if if you have all those big talents there, I'm not sure how much Conan is really there. I don't think he's one of the day-to-day guys that are there. You got all these guys, though, and you're still having problems in your company. You can't look at one of these guys and say, who wants to step the fuck up? 
Or is Tony Khan just so much of a fucking ego bas- e- egotistical bastard that he doesn't want to give up the his control? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. Could that be it? Could Tony just not want to give up control? He thinks he, he, he oh, I've got this. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, guess what? <laughs> You ain't got no rep says bring in Dana White. Fuck. God damn it. I mean, yeah, if he'll do it. Why? Well, he's kind of got his hands full. I'll put a feeler out. We'll see what happens. Mm, yeah, fuck that whole Endeavor deal that he's probably making fucking another billion dollars on. Yeah, fuck all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's go over to this fucking uh, rinky dink company. <laughs> no folks I was joking when I said rinky dink company no one even knows what fucking rinky dinks are mm-hmm. you mean Nick Cage well oh god yeah they I mean can, he'll get results I mean yeah they can all go rob a bank together he, but he does seem like somebody who would like fight you if you like you fucking shit talked him. So I mean, that might be a way to get people to fall in line. Gage said, "Come on now, you guys are my new crew. All right, who's got the guns?" Maybe that's it. Maybe you don't need a, like an authority figure. Maybe you just need like Nick Gage to tell every, everyone that he loves them, and like everybody will be more mellow. There you go. Where's Cash Wheeler? Cash, you got the gun. I love you, brother. I'm fucking sorry that he made fun of your accent, but I fucking appreciate your accent. And I love your accent. Everything's gonna be okay. You want to all. There's, there's cookies and catering. I fucking love you. I heard there was punch and pie. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. You like, pe- you like pecans, motherfucker? Where's punch and pie? I was told there was punch and pie. Okay. No, I've said if only New Jack was a soul alive. I swear to God, I was mm. thinking the same thing. Mm, that, you know what? That would not be a bad one. That would not be a bad one. Talk about a guy who has thick skin and can take some fucking shit and no one would fuck with. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a good one. So I don't know, man. I I just think if you have all that talent there, all these guys that we previously mentioned and still nobody still were having all this bullshit happen backstage. And I think it's fucking against Mark. The optics don't look good. If you're a, if, I mean, if you're, you may be profitable, but if you're looking for a TV deal, some companies just don't want to deal with backstage bullshit. Right. So optics, my man. Um, Scared straight AEW edition. <laughs> That's what it would be if New Jack was on. He's just yelling at the various people. He's fucking yelling at Andrade, yelling at Sammy, yelling at Taz for no real reason other than just uh, shit that happened 20 years ago. Good God. If Arlie Ermey was still alive, we'd bring his ass in. I would. Mm. Jesus. All right. You know what? I've had enough of that. I don't think we need to talk anymore about this. We've gone over the fact that Tony Khan needs to run his company, as we've said many times. CM Punk isn't completely to blame for all this. Uh, Jack Perry shouldn't have said what he said. I think we've covered every fucking thing. 
Mm-hmm. You think so? All right, Smart. Then you actually have uh, one more, and then we'll decide if we want to do predictions first or dynamite, which I think we can maybe we can do the same thing we did last week. We'll see. Whatever you want to do, but uh, let's hit up this one real quick, Smart. Go ahead and knock this bad boy out of the park. Yeah, this is a really quick one. Wednesday's AEW Dynamite had to be written, rewritten at the last minute due to several wrestlers missing the show. Hurricane Idly. Now, I understand that it's Adelia, but they misspelled it, so I mispronounced it. Mm-hmm. This is why you hi- <coughs> hire proofreaders. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, right there? Anyways, it was. Hurricane Adelia prevented Kenny Omega and some others from Florida from flying to Chicago. Swerve Strickland and the new AEW Women Champion Soraya missed the show due to illness as well. Which is also why I coughed up a longest second ago. While the nature of their illnesses is unknown, Soraya was announced for a match on Saturday's collision. Yeah. There you go. Now, we were expecting some people to be out anyway because Tony Khan did say that anybody who wanted to go to the service for Bray could be out. So... I was expecting some names to be out of there anyway, but uh, I got to tell you, it didn't really seem to fucking matter. I, th- I thought they had a pretty goddamn good go-home show for the pay-per-view this weekend. Ooh. One more. Okay. One more suggestion. I understand that he works for WWE at the moment, but he's not long for WWE if, if you're following like what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Matt Riddle. He can fight for real, and he puts up with nobody's bullshit. Like, you just have him just like, e- I mean, yeah, okay, drug testing might be an issue. <laughs> it might. It could but, be. But, like, it when they were having be. that whole argument with, like, the Roman Reigns, like, comment about Punk not moving the needle, and, like, they got into, like, this little mini, like, war of words. Yeah. Like, I just remember Riddle tweeting out that, like, neither of you guys can, like, win real fights. You're fucking nerds. Shut up. And I was just like, that's what we need in AW. Like, My... we need him to come along and just look at Perry and look at Punk and be like, you guys cannot fight. Just knock it off. Might. Might might, might not be a bad one there, but I don't know, man. I mean, you just... I, I, I really don't want to get into it again. I'm gonna crack another beer. And take a sip. All right. So, Smart, what do you want to do? You want to do, uh, you want to do predictions? And, I mean, we'll end up talking about AEW. Want to do predictions first? Sure, we can do that. Yeah, because we end up talking about Dynamite when we do that. We'll actually even talk a little bit about some all-in stuff while we're doing that. So, it'll kind of all coincide with, uh, with everything. Now, Nora, I've just put up this thing that says, Punk Talks. This is going to be, that he's trolling me again, isn't he? Probably bringing it up. Let me see here. Punk was actually, ah, this is at the Cauliflower Alley. I thought so. I thought so. Um, Minute and three. Here, give me a second. Let me uh, pause that. It's muted. Let me unmute this. I can play this for you guys. Because none of this is about me. I stand on the shoulders of giants, literally. I would not be able to do any of this if it wasn't for people like Eddie Guerrero, for people like Tracy Smothers. I wish Chris Candido was here. 
He did go on to get the um, Iron Mike Mazurki Award at the Cauliflower Alley Club. Um, so, you know, listen, I've never said I have a problem with punk. I, I don't know the guy personally. He does come off like an asshole. I don't really have a problem with that, to be honest. But it seems like in his return... And I don't know if it's maybe a leadership role going to his head or what it is, but it seems like Punk has been fucked his voice of the voiceless shit. He's just been an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there be there's there's a difference between like not putting up with bullshit and like getting to the point where like if it's every week, then it's like maybe you need to reexamine how you handle situations. Mm-hmm. Might not be a bad idea. So, all right. I think we've had enough of punk tonight. I think we have. So, let's go ahead and do these quick predictions. We'll get through these bad boys pretty fast. Um, There you go. Let's get this back on screen. Sorry about that, folks. Here we go. Okay. So, you want to just start at the top? Sure. All right. We have... Uh, A singles match for the AEW TNT Championship. There it is right there. This is Luchasaurus with Christian, because Christian thinks he's the champion, versus Darby Allin. In my opinion, this is staying with Luchasaurus. Christian Cage gets involved. I don't think there's any way Luchasaurus is winning, is losing this match. I really don't have any sort of sound logic behind it, but I'm actually I'm just going to pick Darby. You're probably thinking Sting may get involved. It could be. I mean, there's potential for Sting to get involved. There's potential for Christian to have attention elsewhere the next couple of weeks or months or whatever. But... Darby Allen with this title really is what? What does he do? I mean, there's not much to um I I just don't think there's much to Darby having having this championship. I think you still have this whole Luchasaurus Christian Cage. Christian still has the uh Jack Perry thing when he comes back, which ain't over, folks. So I think Luchasaurus keeps this title. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either. I don't have, like I said, I don't really have any, like, profound logic as to why I think Darby could win it, but... All right, all right. 
Uh, quick singles match. Nothing big on this one right here. We got Miro uh, versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I like the uh, little face he's got going here. Kind of like a Mr. T look. Um, Miro versus Hobbs. If I were booking this match, I would put Hobbs over because a win over Miro would be a good thing for Hobbs, which, let's not forget, they've been trying to push Hobbs, but they keep forgetting. (laughs) So, if I was a booker and I was doing this, I would have Hobbs win, and I would have Hobbs win clean, sound, and very, very decisive. I'm going to go Hobbs, too, because I feel like Hobbs benefits more from winning than Miro suffers from losing. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. So now we got a singles match. This is for the TBS Championship. This also kind of kind of culminated last night. Um, Chris Statlander was in a kind of triple threat match. Or not triple threat. I'm sorry. Triple tag. Uh, three. Six-man tag. Six-man tag. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Smart, for because I can't speak. Yeah, it was a uh, real showcase of luminaries. Yeah, Emi Sakura was in the match. Yes, yep. Nyla Rose was in the match. Mm-hmm. All, all the all the top talent in AEW. Absolutely, match. absolutely. But uh, after the match, we got Chris uh, Ruby Soho coming down, uh, my girl, and attacking Chris Statlander, which made this match for the TBS Championship. Ruby actually stole the title and left it lying on the ramp. So we've got Chris Statlander, which I love this picture. It's like it's like barely any makeup. Chris Statlander, it's a great picture. And Ruby Soho, this is right when she came in. She's got the same face that Hobbs has. Look, Hobbs, <coughs> Ruby, same face, same li- same lips. Uh, with. Man, I got to admit, this one's kind of tough. There really isn't a reason to take the belt off Statlander, but looks like they're sort of doing away with this outcast thing. Soraya has gold. I can... I would love Ruby to win this. Um, Fuck it, I'm just going to pick Ruby. Just because I want her to, and I think it... There is a story to her winning this title. Yeah, especially she debuted in uh, All Out 2021, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's entirely possible. I mean, I have, again, no real sound logic as to why, but I'm just I'm going to go with uh, Statlander keeping it. Keeping it. All right. All right. Uh, another match that actually kind of uh, f- came to fruition last night was Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley um, for the international championship. Man, that was a uh, that was a very good promo, unexpectedly good promo by Orange Cassidy last night. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was pretty cool him going out there. He's, you know, he even said, "I'm not really one for for this talking thing." But and then he went on to cut, which I, I haven't heard him talk very much. But that promo, that was good shit. And then even the end of the show, where him and Moxley actually, you know, just 
kind of got face to face, slapped each other. Good shit there, man. Yeah, they could be a pretty good feud, especially if they keep it going. I think so. Um, but I got to tell you, I think the fact that Orange Cassidy cut this promo, that he's tired, but he's here, I think Moxley may take this championship off of him. I think that might have been his way of telling everybody, I may be taking a break after this match. Yeah, I mean, that's been the story they've been telling for months now, is that he's accumulated different injuries throughout the various defenses that he had. And how he's, like, basically had the longest, like, title reign in most defenses, like, of any of the champions at the moment and all that kind of stuff. So, like, they've they've built him as being a a credible wrestler at this point. Right. Um, So I think, yeah, it's probably time. Probably time that Maxi ends up taking it from him or that there ends up being a successor for title. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It is very weird, though, that, like, that title was, like, seemingly an afterthought when they made it. And now it's, like, the more reputable of, like, any of the titles that they have. I'm not going to lie. I think Orange Cassidy has a lot to do with that. Oh, yeah, he's done a great job with the title. They've done a great job in exchange by making him look like a credible wrestler and not just, you know, a guy that does comedy yeah, being that underdog coming back in all these matches, I really think it's been a help for his character, the title, and um, just AEW all around. I, I think it's been a great thing. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I think it's I think it's Moxley's time. I think it's time for Cassidy to take a break. Um, so there we go. And I do love that the picture on Wiki is, of course, John Moxley bleeding. Um. <laughs> It's just so fitting. You know what? I'm not sharing my screen with you, so you can't even see it, can you? No, I do have uh, the stream up, but I can't see anything. I could even hear the punk clip. I completely... I fuck, man. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) No worries. No worries. I completely forgot to do that tonight. Why don't I do it now for the last few minutes of the show? Um... (laughs) <laughs> and uh, there we go. Fair we enough. can go back to that. Here we go. The picture of Moxley right there. Mm-hmm. Bleeding, of course. Okay. So, all right. We both think Moxley. It's, uh, it's pretty cool there. We've got another singles match here. This has been another match that's kind of been just kind of going on for weeks, and we we knew this was coming. Kenny Omega versus uh, Takeshita with Don Callis. Now, I do have to say this little segment last night with uh, Don Callis and Takeshita, you can't see Don Callis' head, was pretty cool. They kind of showed, Callis was going through the injuries of Kenny Omega and he's showing the x-rays and then showing clips of videos of how to inflict more damage on those injuries. I thought this was a, Really fucking cool little segment. I liked this segment, actually. I thought this was pretty fucking creative. I got a feeling this was a completely a callous idea. Yeah, it was, it was actually, yeah, it was a pretty, it was pretty interesting. It was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. I definitely, though, it, it just seemed very Don Callis. In this match, I think the best thing to do, again, I'm not usually going with my usual gut on these, I think Takeshita is the smartest way to go with this. Kenny Omega does not need a win here at all. 
even if you have Callus getting involved and Takeshita wins with a, you know, dusty finish, I think that actually enhances the story. I say Takeshita takes this by hook or by crook, if that makes any sense to you. Um, I believe Takeshita won last week, so I'm going to go with Omega winning it. Just kind of keep things going, keep an ebb and flow going. All right. All right. There you go. So we move on. You got a cold, dude? I do. I yeah. do, Because has the weather started even cooling down for you over there yet? Or is it still ridiculous? It's getting a little bit better. It's like high 80s. But it's just for whatever <sighs> reason this happens. Usually like a week or two before my birthday. And so it's right on schedule. Let's see. It's 1037 here. Let's see what the weather is. Oh, we're at 88 degrees. We're uh, like a cold front coming in. So, all right, man. Well, we um, we don't have much more, and we can we can go ahead and wrap this up, Smart. I don't need you sitting here sick. I'd rather you get some rest. Infecting the listening audience. No, I know you're not going to infect me with anything. You got COVID, motherfucker? I hope not. I don't. You don't. You, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I know that I've gone to the gym the last five days, so that's either helping or making it significantly worse. Probably helping. Either way, sweating it out. Sweating it out is always a good thing, man. So, all right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, announce, uh, kind of read out the next match while you're uh, doing your thing there. We have Bullet Club Gold, which we all know who they are. Um we got the they got the gun club with them. So we got Bullet Club Gold, which is Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, Jay White, and Juice Robinson versus FTR. Uh, we know them, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood, and the Young Bucks. Now, this was another match that they uh kind of came to fruition last night when basically all the guys did was just kind of go in the locker room. Now, this was a weird segment because they had this like cardboard cutout of here, hold on a second of Jay white. I don't know why that picture's not dropped down, but anyway, I'm not worried about it. They had this cardboard cutout of Jay white there and it almost looked like it was CGI in. It was so crazy. <laughs> Which I say that they need to have at some point, like a promo exchange between Dax and the cardboard cutout of Jay white. Oh, yeah. You making fun of my accent? <laughs> well, yeah, because he's smiling at him. So he's like, you got to be making fun of my accent. <laughs> I know you're making fun of my accent. Did you bring my, my daughter my into daughter. this? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know, man. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I thought this was fucking, this was a, a hilarious little segment last night. But this is where this match got made. And um, there you go with that. So we've got this match. So Bullet Club versus uh, FTR and the Bucks. Eight-man tag team match. I'm going to say since the Bucks lost at all in, no way they lose it all out. FTR and the Bucks win this match. Yeah, for pretty much the same exact reasoning. Also going to go with FTR and Bucks. Mm. It 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 it's, it kind of writes itself. 
You know, they got FTR against they, they, they lose to FTR. They join forces with FTR. They win with FTR. It all kind of writes itself, in my opinion. It's very uh, wrestling-esque, as I guess it should be. All right. So let's keep going with this a little bit, folks. We've got another one here. We've got Better Than You, baby. Adam Cole and MJF versus whoever wins the ROH Tag Team Battle Royal. And that's going to be tomorrow night, folks. So we're not going to be able to actually tell you this winner of this match. But I will say, I think no matter who they face, I think... Cole and MJF should win and stay together. And these titles, once they do turn on each other, could very well turn into a great storyline in itself down the line. Yeah, I would also go with Cole and MJF. Mm -hmm. Now, I really don't know who is going to... I mean, we could speculate on who they're probably going to take on in this match. Um, I wouldn't doubt if Roderick joins with either Matt Taven or uh, Mike Bennett, and they end up in the match, uh, and he ends up going against them. I wouldn't doubt it. It may or may not happen, but I think Cole and MJF should win no matter what. We'll just leave it at that, I guess. So now we got another match here, which was announced last night. We have Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. I don't know much about Shane Taylor, but uh, this is a match for the ROH World Television Championship. And I don't see any reason to take it off Samoa Joe. No. I yeah. would go with Joe too. It's gonna be a big it's gonna be a Haas match though, so that should be oh fun. My God, two I big know. guys I mean, beating the shit out of each other. Shane Taylor is not a small guy. This is a fucking Haas match, one hundred percent. Guy is fucking giant. So he's a he's a beefy dude, man. So which brings us to the last match on the card. Now we could have more matches coming up very soon. Because we still have Rampage and Collision coming up. Well, yeah, we have both of those coming up still, so could be more. But as of right now, this is Eddie Kingston and Shibata versus the Blackpool Combat Club, which is going to be Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Um, Kingston will still looking a little fragile out there, in my opinion, but it's just my opinion. I got to tell you, this this is kind of a tough one. You're bringing in Shibata. Do you bring in Shibata to lose? I don't think he gets the pinfall if they do. I think Kingston gets the pinfall. I definitely don't see him getting the pinfall. 100% agree with you there. But do you even bring him all this way to lose a match? Or do you have the feel-good team win this and Blackpool... Does Moxley get involved? Nah, I think you might be right. I think I think Eddie eats the pin. Claudio pins Eddie. Winner. Yeah, yeah. Blackpool Combat Club caught it. Claudio getting the pin, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going with that. 
It's it's hard to say because there's there's a bunch of different ways you could go with this because like when they had their uh, stadium stampede match, Orange Cassidy ended up beating Claudio. So I can see a situation where like Shibata ends up beating being the one that beats Claudio, and the Kingston still doesn't get the chance to pin him, and then that causes a rift. I don't know, maybe him and Shibata have a little feud or something. But I feel like it's you're gonna have to. They're gonna start moving towards like, maybe for full gear, the Kingston Claudio feud. So maybe you know, Shibata wins, or I'm going to say if I had to pick anything, I would say that Wheeler actually wins because mm. Kingston gets distracted by Claudio, and he wants he's so obsessed with trying to beat him that he ends up like taking his attention off Yuta, and Yuta ends up capitalizing and beating him. I like it. We got both scenarios for this match. Fucking love it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That's it. That is the pay-per-view smart. Now, I guess what we can do is there was a couple of small things we can bring up on Dynamite that we didn't get to when we were doing this. And uh, then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Let you get some fucking rest, my man. We're already at, uh, we're already past two hours. I guess really one small thing. Honestly, I'm looking through the list here of everything. We could show the picture of Roderick just to be assholes. Um, and I have no problem with that. So we'll show the picture of Roderick Strong looking there like the little cuck he is. And the one thing that we didn't mention was the acclaimed actually introduced some new trios titles last night. Yes. Smart. Now I did mention in this segment, I thought Billy Gunn looked like he, he has looked like he's been having the most fun in his career. In the past couple months. Last night I thought it came through more than anything. He really looks like he is absolutely having the best time of his life right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. We have the House of Ass now, Smark. And they introduce new belts. They are not only pink. We see they are pink. And they're the small belts, which... I like they did the little bells for this. I really do. I'm always, I've always been a fan of the little bells. Not only are they pink, though, Smart, but I'll be damned if they don't scissor themselves. It's amazing. Like, that's a nice touch, honestly. I actually, you know, I, I like the belts, and then when they did this, and Billy Gunn went, oh, I can go scissor myself now. <laughs> you know... I can't even make fun of this anymore after Billy Gunn's comment. It's just phenomenal. It was. It is. And, um, you know, this th- th- this tag team is over anyway. Or not even tag team anymore. Billy Gunn is basically part of the acclaimed. Um, the, they're so over, these, this group, that the crowd loved this. And this was basically, I mean, this was basically, I mean, they had one more little match after this, but... This was pretty much your 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 feel good moment of the show because mm-hmm. I I think every, at one point a lot of I think a lot of people thought that someone was going to interrupt them, but I'm glad they got to do this uninterrupted. I think those belts are ridiculous but fun and hilarious. Right. So fuck it, let's go with it. 
let's just go with it. Let's have some fun with it, folks. They even did the they they even did the the the, the triple scissor of the belts in the middle. It was fun stuff, man. It was fun stuff. I thought for that, but um, you know, I, I'm I am looking here. We really did, man. I kind of wish there was a pay per view every fucking week. Now that I think about it, smart. Mm-hmm. Time flies, but I'm by. <laughs> we just knocked this shit out. But uh, yeah, folks. Obviously, like I said at the beginning of the show, this week was pretty much dominated by the uh, CM Punk Jack Perry thing, which we've pretty much got into in depth. Um, I'm actually glad that we do this show a little later than some shows because we had more information at this moment than people did, you know, two nights ago, three nights ago, four nights ago. So I'm, I'm glad we had all the information to, to, to give, but again, there is video supposedly of this. And my God, I hope when and when that gets leaked, we will definitely play it for you guys. If it gets leaked, we will play it for you guys. So, um, Smart, that's all I got, man. What about you? Anything? Anything else you want to bring up? Anything I forgot? Anything you forgot? Anything we forgot? No, not really. I think that's going to do it. Unless we want to get into some plugs real quick. Get into what? Get into some plugs real quick. Of course, because you are very close. Around the corner, Smart, tell them about it. That's right. This is not a drill. This Mm. Monday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Totally Inappropriate Sports. We are back. We are back on the YouTube and the Mixler, but that's basically a Bobby Anthem exclusive. (laughs) So come join us there and uh, have ourselves a merry little time, why don't you? There you go, man. All right, folks. Smart, have a good time on that show. I hope you feel better. Uh, get some rest. And uh, folks, had a great time tonight. Um, definitely appreciate everybody coming by chat room. You guys have been great the past couple of weeks, and I really appreciate it. Y'all are just kind of keeping the show rolling, and I appreciate your comments. Uh, downloaders, I really appreciate you. Of course, you guys know, keep subscribing. Tell someone to subscribe. Tell someone to tell someone to subscribe. And you know, before we go, I got a a funny story, Smart. Friday, my oldest one, Logan, my 14-year-old, comes up to me. And he goes, I got to tell you a story. I go, okay. My 14-year-old's kind of a, kind of keeps to himself. He's a, a little bit of a loner. Not, not like the worry about it loner, but like a little bit of a loner. Just an introvert, basically. A little bit. A little bit. So he comes up to me and he goes, now he plays a game with his friends. And he goes, my friend's sitting there and he tells me at, right right when you go in the room and he tells me, he has to listen to a podcast. And he said, these guys are great. They're funny, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I asked him what it was. He said, it was your podcast, daddy. He said, I spent the next half hour trying to convince this guy that I'm really your son and you're my dad. There you have it. So we are popular with 15-year-olds. So to that 15-year-old, I thank you, sir. I appreciate you listening. And yes, Logan is my son. I am his father. And uh, tell everyone at the school about it. 
and tell him not to make fun of my kid for me being the way I am. Let's just go with that. And uh, there you go, folks. I just thought I'd uh, share that story with everybody real quick because it was weird. I do like the idea that somewhere out there, there are teenage people listening to us talk about like NYPD Blue and fucking movies from the 1980s. I I, I, I always thought it was weird because sometimes I think, you know, I, I guess we need to learn our demographic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we need to learn our demo. But then again, my humor is that of a 15-year-old. Oh, yes. I mean, I have the emotional maturity of a middle school. I mean, not even yeah. middle school. We're just keeping it straight fucking elementary. As do I. Which I, There is not a dick joke in the world that will not make me chuckle. Sir, this is why we're doing a show together and get along so well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Our humor is the same. And I watch movies of a person my age. So it's a good mixture, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I appreciate everyone listening. I appreciate everyone downloading. I appreciate Smark. I hope he feels better. And uh, folks, enjoy. If you're having a three-day weekend, enjoy it. You deserve it. Relax. It's Labor Day. So hopefully you have a three-day weekend. I do. I am doing absolutely fucking nothing. Nothing. I am planning on doing nothing this weekend so everyone take it easy relax and on that note as usual next week 